What's up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered. I am your host, Joshua T. Berglund. I hope all is well. I hope you guys are having a mate had an amazing week, an amazing Christmas. Um, yeah, it's a little uncommon. We're doing an afternoon show, but what are you gonna do? Um, sometimes we do these afternoon shows, and I love it. The fact is, it's a blessing to get to do this every every time I do it. Um, I remember the days of doing it every day, and sometimes three or four times a day. No more. I don't have time for that anymore. But um, so I'm always grateful for the opportunity to do this. I want to give a shout out to PSTV. Thank you guys so much for streaming the show. Um, January, February, March, April, like I'm just really looking forward to what's coming and it's all because of you. Shout out to the Facebook audience. Thank you guys so much for all the support and allowing this show to grow. Uh, podcast audience, thank you very much for the downloads as well. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to my family. I, I wish I was there today for uh, my grandfather's funeral. Unfortunately, well, I mean, fortunately, it's a blessing to be here in LA, but it, it does suck not getting to go home um, and uh, be with you guys. So I just want to give a shout out to my family. I love you guys and wish I was there. Um, I'm really, really excited. I, I as I've mentioned before, um, I, I love having my friends on the show because I love my friends and all my friends are pretty interesting, awesome people. And that's pretty cool. Um, actually, I don't even remember how I met our guest. Um, but just being in San Diego, going to events and things like that. But what I want to say about our guest, I didn't even read her bio. I'm, it's in the it's in the comment section. You guys can read it. But what I can tell you is that I've seen she's like the glue. You ever met somebody that like you just you have an or a company, you have an organization, and things are just kind of all over the place. And yeah, they're doing all right. They're move, kind of moving along. They're, it's 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 going, but. It's, it's just something's not there, right? She reminds me of the glue. Like when she steps into the room, she steps into the organization, she steps into whatever she's doing. What I notice about her is that all of a sudden things just kind of come together and take off. And so that's why, like, I, I love that about her. And then, but the, here's the thing. I don't think you can really put that skill set on paper. I don't really think that, that you can fit that onto a resume because how do you put the glue or the plug or the person that makes shit happen? Like, how do you, how do you put that on a resume? Maybe I should try that someday. <laughs> See how that works. But what's up, David? How you doing, man? Um, of course, TV audience and streaming radio and podcast audience, you can join us over at facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered. You can ask questions. You can join the conversation. Um, I'm just really, really excited about having my friend, she has like 55 names. I've seen Nikki. I've seen Nick. I've seen, we're going to have to have her explain this. But the other thing I'm really pumped about is that she's creating content now and she's really, really good at it. This woman belongs on television. So someone give her a TV show. Um, oh, Seth Godin calls them linchpins. So Nick, Nikki, you're a linchpin. Ladies and gentlemen, Nikki Marie. What's up? 
welcome. Hello, I'm the glue. <laughs> no, I the love that. Thank you, Josh. You are just, you're so kind. You're, you no, it's a linchpin. That's what they're called. That's actually the official term. And if you want to go rappers, you can call yourself the plug. You, <laughs> the glue. Anyway. I like the glue. Okay. The glue. I like, or you know what? The other is the ringleader. Ooh. I have so, actually, those socks were given to me. It's called ringleader of the shit show. <laughs> Sometimes. Okay, let me ask you something then. Because it's obviously a gift. When you have that gift to be the glue, it that's something that's just born in you. So let me ask you something. Did you ever use that gift for bad? Well, probably. It's okay to say yes. I mean, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Most it's, likely. But it was yeah. more so like to get what I wanted when I was a kid no. in those areas. Right. Like, so I would like pin my parents against each other. So it'd be like, well, mom said no, but I don't say that. So then I go to dad and I'd be like, well, I want this, this, and this. And he was like, did you ask your mother? I'm like, yeah, she said it's fine. And then I'd get whatever yeah. I wanted. And then at home, then they would fight. No wonder they were always so mad at me. Makes sense. Who's I mean, it makes sense now. I realize I caused it. <laughs> Who is that commenting in the background? It's Ali. Oh, what's up, man? How you doing? He decided to schedule a phone call at the same time as I did this. And Lord knows our wonderfully open office. Um, this is just, this is what real life is like in my world. So this is how it rolls. You don't always get a quiet interview with me. <laughs> tell him tell him to get off the phone. And I said, hello. Um, so Nikki, first things first. What are you grateful for today? Because I, what I, here's what I know about you before you answer the question. I've known you for a couple of years now and I've watched this dramatic shift and evolving and growing and really, really coming into your own as a human being. And I find it inspiring. I watch you from afar. I love what you're up to. So I know somewhere in there, there's some gratitude because there's been a shift. I want to hear about it. Ooh, I love that. So honestly, like the base of gratitude right now is to be alive. Um, so I'm grateful that I woke up today and that the sun is shining. Right. I'm able to share yeah. what I love. I'm able to see the people that I love and do the things that I care about and the things that inspire me and drive me. So, and, and connect with the people that I care about and connect with people that are doing big things and that are doing great things like yourself. Um, had a couple of meetings already with people today. And it's just, it's like my blood boils in a good way. Um, and so I'm grateful for that because I get to do what I love every day and not everybody can say that. So hopefully we'll get everyone there um, to do the same thing. Okay, so I love that. And so what people don't may or may not know unless they've read the bio, uh, and shout out to Vitamin Patch Club too. Thank you guys. Yeah, um, what you got going on there? Yeah, it's vitamin. I so I'm a huge fan of Vitamin Patch Club. I wear it on my hands because I notice it absorbs better. I only wear it for a couple hours because it absorbs so quickly. But it's they're vitamins that actually use the same technology as like the Nicorette patches. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the same exact technology, but it delivers the vitamins and nutrients directly into your bloodstream. Oh, and, very they, cool. Yeah, it's Vitamin Patch Club. So I, I'm a big fan. They don't sponsor the show, but I freaking love them. It's so I wear them. But and, isn't that the best though? It's the people that like you're not paid to do it. They're not paying to put money out there. It's a true, authentic 
quality product that you like. And so you want to talk about it. Those are the things that I love. I love Seahorse Coffee. They don't pay me, but I drink it every single day. And I tell everyone to go and bring your dog to the doctor. Like, it's the stuff that I love that makes our life every day, like, functional that we should be sharing all that stuff. I love that. I love that. Um, and, and I'm so happy to see that you're not drinking the uh, big company out of Seattle's coffee. And I'm not talking about Seattle's best either. Um, right. I don't want to get, I don't want to be on audio bad mouthing anybody in case that they want to sponsor the show. Uh, but right, I don't right. like their Never coffee. No. no, we're huge <laughs> on supporting local. Everything that we do, like a lot of the shopping local, bought Christmas gifts local. I bought this shirt local, Malinois Mom, for the new dog. Oh, I was about to say, you're a dog. I mean, you're a mom now. When did this Malinois happen? Mom for Belgian Malinois. So it's one of those. Oh. Like, gosh, supporting local is super, super huge. Um, I love it. It's it's like it's the base. It's like the meat and potatoes of what's going on. So yeah, I, love I, it. I I agree with that. Um, what I wanted to ask you is because you you're one of those people that you came out to California to pursue something bigger. But yep. talk to us about that journey of like first say where you came from. But then why you decided to leave where you came from to pursue what you're pursuing and talk about what you're pursuing. Okay, awesome. Um, so born and raised Midwestern girl from Wisconsin. So came from a spot right outside of Milwaukee um, where I was last living was Germantown, but I grew up kind of jumping around the suburbs of around Milwaukee in that area, which was absolutely amazing. And I loved it. Um, and really, I knew years and years ago, it's so funny, thank goodness for Facebook and all the memories that they keep for us, because they remind me of like what I did and what I said and how I felt and how I was doing things. And it was the funniest thing. I know. Do you like how I just have to snap? Um, and because <laughs> Josh is laughing at us because I'm snapping at you. No. <laughs> Okay. Typical life in our world. The dog at least is sleeping quiet. I thought I'd have to make him be quiet, but oh, it's God. not. Um, and so a couple <laughs> years ago, I yeah. knew, actually about 10 years ago, I wanted to move to California. I made a post about I was so sick of people, and I was like, screw this. I'll see you on the West Coast in nine months. Ooh. Well, that never happened. Um, <laughs> but then years, And then it was like, okay, I just kind of settled into the basic stuff of, well, I should be getting married. I should go work a sales job. I should go do this. I should try to settle in and lived, did the family life, multiple dogs, three quarter acre home, did Susie Homemaker, did all of it. Um, and realized that so was not my cup of tea. Not that I don't love it. I think people that do that, God bless their souls. My best friends are mothers. They're raising families, running households, doing businesses. And it's, I'm in awe of them. I watched them. I saw them for Christmas. But I just knew, like, in my stomach, in the pit of me, I was, for all intents and purposes, miserable in Wisconsin. I knew that I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I couldn't reach the people that I wanted to reach. I couldn't be who I wanted to be. I just didn't fit in. And that was probably one of the worst feelings in the entire world of just going, well, I'm living life. I lived for the weekends. I lived for the moments of enjoying the times with friends or going to the bar, going to see the live music. Um, people ask, they're like, what do you do in Wisconsin in the winter? You drink. 
Like, that's what we did. Like, that's what I did home for Christmas. Like, I think I'm yeah. still recovering. Like, thank God for coffee. Um, <laughs> like, I needed a vacation from vacation. It was just like, oh, you get to the airport and grab a drink. Like, that's what you do. Yeah. And so it's so, oh my God, it's ex like, it's exhausting. And it was like, what diet are you on? It's called the wine diet. Somebody <laughs> asked me that like, on my Instagram. And I was like, I should write back legit. It's called the wine diet. Um, it's all red yeah, wine all the time. <laughs> and so a couple of years ago, I had gone through a small breakup. And I was like, you know what? I have time. I'm exhausted. I need a refresher. I need to just do something different. And I wanted to do either a staycation in Wisconsin, but I just wanted to go shut down, go by myself, go do something for me. And I ended up booking a flight to San Diego. I found like world's cheapest flight ever, came for three days, um, met a few people while I was here. And I went on to do things that people live here do. I didn't do, I still to this day have not done touristy stuff in San Diego. So I went yeah. to Obi Dog Beach and I hung out with people with their dogs. We went out to eat at some of the restaurants. I went to Coronado. I went, but I did like Coronado Brewing. I went to sushi there. We walked around. Um, I did potato chip rock. So I did a lot of different things and I just sat there and I go, I belong out here. Like I envision myself. I see this, like something is so right here. I'm such a California girl in that way. And so this is why I need to lock my doors. Would you, would you tell him you're on a show? <laughs> I try. I try. This never works. This is, but okay, so this is always my fear of doing things like this. Welcome to my world. Like, nothing will ever go right. This is just one put that out in the universe. Are you crazy? We're just gonna roll with right. it. Don't say that. Right. You're right. I know the computer froze, and all these like, don't be so negative. And I was like, I'm not just technology, and I don't get alarmed. It's that simple. Um, be nice. You gotta pet it and like caress it and go. Oh, so he said the same thing. He literally goes rub the computer <laughs> and say, "Come on, work for me. Turn on." Literally, I'm like, oh my god. So. So fast forward, well then, so I was here on vacation, I'm like, I love this. So I booked, before I left for a flight while I was checking in and like printing everything, I booked another flight to California a couple weeks later. And I ended up getting a job offer. And while I was out here, I stayed a little bit longer. I stayed for seven days, did a little vacation in Arizona at the same time, like got to enjoy some things and see. And so they said, do you want to take the job? I'm like, yeah. And then I sat there and I'm like, oh, what did I do? And I didn't know what else. And so I said yes. And I got in my car and I started driving up and I was crying. Because I'm like, I can't believe that I just said yes to this. But now I have to go home and tell my mother. And that, like, is world's worst situation. I'm like, she's going to be so mad at me. Or she's going to cry. Or this is going to be horrible. So I brought over a lot of wine to prep her and tell her. And a month later, I packed and sold Sold almost everything, packed the rest what I could in my car, and just moved here. I didn't have a place to live, didn't start a job for a couple more weeks, and just went for it. So that was, yeah, kind of, it was interesting. So I hopped around a little bit. Um, but the biggest thing that I had always wanted to do was to make sure that I was able to speak to people, to have an audience, to 
share at some point, get the courage to share my story. And it's finally coming about um, as I'm realizing and learning that it's so much more powerful and it's so much better to be able to help people instead of the bullshit on the surface of, oh, hey, it's okay. Like, we're fine. We're good. Or just push through this or just go do this. It's better to be your authentic self, better to share, talk about it. Hi, I grew up with an alcoholic father. I slit my wrists. I've attempted suicide. I have done those things and I came out on top and there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There are better things there. But instead of sitting here and letting my anxiety take it over and not do anything else, it was one of those where if I share my story, who else, even if it's one out of 500 people in the audience, who can I help and how can I make that difference? And so that's really where I'm finally stretching out to realize my story and what I've gone through. I can help people because I don't ever want people to feel the way that I felt or go through the things that I've gone through and understanding that ultimately you are not alone. We get more business from the... All right, would you tell him to please lower his voice? He's killing my audio here, and I, I don't have a show. If I've got people talking in the background, and I'm trying to interview you, and you're talking about important stuff, tell him to chill out, please. I'm texting him right now. Holy crap, it's making me sweat. <laughs> it's like... Way too loud. Can you go back? It's worse than feedback. It's oh, is it okay? Oh, Mer oh God! It's so distracting. It's annoying. It's annoying. I don't because <laughs> I love you and what you're saying has matters. And I hear this voice coming into the microphone the talking. Wow, yeah. you're, you're you're what you're saying is too important to have the distraction. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I have a lot of it. I know it was my schedule just with working out. Really no, my no, you don't. <laughs> so hopefully he'll be. Very, very quiet now, or will almost all right. I know, um, so ultimately, like I said, it's just really ending with that making sure that people aren't alone in this whole situation and in this whole thing that we call life. Um, because I felt that and I felt so isolated for so long, even when moving out here, it was still working on trying to find what was going on trying to find those things of who am i as a person what can what am i supposed to be doing where am i supposed to be going with my life and how is that going to make what was this whole thing for i mean i've been in the hospital twice since i've been in california um with meningitis like on near my deathbed things that are just like i just wanted to curl up and ultimately die like how does how is this my life how is this where it literally knocks me down for months on end weeks and mentally physically emotionally financially just 100 percent drains me and cuts me out from this world and it's getting back up top and realizing that there are all of those things no matter what your obstacles are you know my mom's like come home you you have a place to stay you can always be here and i'm like i but i don't want to i'd have to work on how do i get back to california again to make that difference because i'm meant to be out here to do something that, okay, I want to stop you right there because that point, I remember, so I came to LA five years ago and basically, well, <laughs> I fell into all the other traps that usually happen in LA and, and then some and worse. I mean, I was in jail twice a year, completely didn't deserve to make it. And I, 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 I lost everything here. 
because I was being an idiot. Yeah. And when I had that period of like, okay, I'm living in my car, I'm bouncing around. Oh my God. I finally got another opportunity and moved to Orange County and blah, blah, blah. But it was always a struggle. Like for five years of my life, I've had to rely on, well, not, yeah, like a little over five years. No, a little less than five years. I've had to rely on miracle after miracle after miracle just to get to the next month to make sure I had a roof over my head again. And everyone that knew me that was close to me that knew what was going on was like, just go home. Like you have a home, go home. Like yep. you have a place to stay. Life will be so much easier. But it, 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 that same feeling that made you leave Wisconsin was the same thing that I had. It was like, there's nothing for me there. Uh -huh. My personality doesn't fit uh -huh. there. My ambitions do not fit there. I belong elsewhere. Yeah. I've got to go for this because I know this thing inside me, whatever this is, is not going to come out and yeah. back home. It's not right. going to come out playing it safe. It's going for it, risking it all, sacrificing all of the other selfish things that I want to go for my dreams. That's yeah. why I have so much respect for anyone that leaves home and goes for something else, something bigger. And that's what you've done. And I love that. Now, I want to segue from that to you've got a lot of stuff going on. There's the Epic Mastermind coming up. You guys have the, the Epic Fighting. You have so many things going on. What, what right now is the, the next big thing for you guys and what you're working on? The so my main focus right now is Epic Mastermind Experience, which is popping up December or January 19th, 20th, and 21st. So that's kind of where a lot of my eggs are going right now, and a lot of my focus as we're honing in on the last couple weeks of everything that's happening. So my that's kind of full on between Epic Mastermind Experience. Um Creating and building everything for VIP Outdoor Media right now is huge for us. So we're really kind of trying to structure 2019. So that's our outdoor advertising agency that Ollie and I partner in um, that he created, which he's got a great story about it um, that you'll hear at Epic Mastermind Experience, which is cool um, from where he came from. And then for me, it's focusing as well on the Nick Marie side of everything. So as you mentioned, all of my million names. So growing up, I was Nicole, but everyone called me Nick. And then I was like, I'll go with Nikki. And then my name came from really trying to be like quiet. I was like, how do I hide myself? So I did Nick space E. So people are like, oh, what's your name? I was like, Nikki Marie. Well, their logical thinking would go N-I-K-I or N-I-C-K-I, all of these things. So I did it so no one could find me. And then it became kind of part of who I was and my brand. So then I opened it all up publicly and then I'm like, well, I'm Nick. So I'm really going to kind of build on the Nick Marie brand of that side of things um, and focus on the movement of you are not alone, looking at doing the podcasting, um, really gaining a lot of public speaking actually, which is huge. So I've already got a few things booked between um, January and February to go up there to again share that story and do those so those are we're trying to figure out how we can grow epic mastermind experience i'm growing my side with the coaching and the and helping and reaching out to people um and then the the brick and mortar which is vip outdoor media are kind of my three main buckets that we're really pushing that i'm pushing forward in for 2019 that i'm excited for i want to reset something really quick um you brought up trying to commit suicide Mm -hmm. I'm always fascinated with 
what's going on in someone's life at that time where they feel like they don't want to carry on, but then go, no, I'm going to live and I'm going to do something with my life. Can you go back to that place where you were attempting to end it and then you didn't? Can you, can you share that and like why? Yeah. So honestly, what it really in the long run boiled down to was a lack of self-love more than anything else. Um, and, and thinking that I needed someone else or multiple people or whatever it was to love me and think and tell me that I'm okay or that I'm good enough, that I'm smart enough, that I'm pretty enough, that I'm right or that I'm skinny enough, whatever it may be. And it was a lack of that. So it, I think it was a really very misconstrued version of depression, bipolar, multiple personality disorder. I mean, I went through every loop and having a father that was truly bipolar um, going up and down, it was very easy for them to categorize me. And they would try one medication on him, so they'd do the same on me or vice versa, being like, oh, well, you're part of the same genes. Like, let's see if this works. Like, the the logic to it is just so ass backwards. I can't believe it. Yeah. And so it just got to that point where it was like I'd get in an argument with someone or I'd go something or I'd go through a breakup, and it was like I just felt so unloved and unwanted and not good enough. And so that's where it was, where it's like, I don't want to be here. And then I think some of it too, as I look back and reflect as I'm older, is the wanting attention, realizing that you don't need to have that type of attention. There's so many other ways. So it's kind of that combo. The actual slitting of the wrist was the pain. I wanted the physical pain. I wanted something else. I found different areas. Part of the reason that I have many tattoos, I have love. And I have strength on both my both of my wrists where underneath there are scars there. And it was one of those where instead of doing that, look down at something that's beautiful and that can make a difference and that would stop you from wanting to destroy that. Right. From having that kind of pain and going that route. And if it was just growing up, I think I got I decided to mix all in any medications. I went through so much of it. But I think a big part of it was actually the loss of my dad that really shifted it. After that, I went through a lot of changes. So he passed away 10 years ago in October. And having that difference really changes things. And and it was life is way too precious and life is way too short to do something. My dad was 54 when he had passed. And that's too young. So I imagine anything younger than that whether it was taken by yourself or taken by someone else or any horrific situation, um, we just, we have to realize this gift that we've been given is so much more than that. And, And I'm still figuring out what that gift is of mine and still trying to understand it. Um, but I've at least allowed myself to realize that life is so beautiful and it's, it's, all 100% internal. I just did an interview yesterday and they're like, well, what would be this? And I'm like, it just, it's, you've got to go back internally. That's really what it boils down to more than anything else is go back in. If you are sad or depressed or going through something, go listen to your gut, go listen to your heart, go follow and do what you need to do. If that's a Netflix and chill for five days straight and turning off your phone, do it. If that's going and hiking, Mount Kilimanjaro, go do it. Like, I don't give a shit what it is, but go do it and be selfish for once. Um, 
and realize that it all comes back internally. My. Fill up your own cup first, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing that. I, um, you know, I know a little bit of the story, but not much, but I, you know, I love that. And I, you know, even with the, the mental health, like, are you able to look at any of that now and go, so that's my freaking superpower. Are you able to look at that or like, how, how, how do you view the mental health issues that you had or have? Yeah. How do you view them? Um, I have horrible anxiety, like, gut-wrenching anxiety some days that it's it can be crippling um and I think I believe that it I truly believe that it exists I've gone through it but I also believe that it's been overdiagnosed, over medicated not truly looked at in the proper way either because I went through it I could I've probably been on over 20 different medications within a five-year period they, I mean, it was like freaking just feeding candy to a child in a candy store. It was so bad. And it was, I would literally methodically talk to my mother about exactly what she needed to say in the doctor's office just so we could get out of there, get another prescription and go. That like, we had it down to a T. Like I literally started lying to the doctors just to get in and out, have them rewrite the script and be done. Because that's how bullshit bullet point it was. They didn't actually care. They didn't really want to help. There was nothing about going in. The first person that I finally talked to actually was a couple of years after my dad had passed away. And I went, it was the EMDR. So it was like the eye movement, um, the reprocessing of the memories. Oh my God. I recommend that to anyone and everyone, whether whatever you went through is big or small, because it goes back to the core. It goes back to making the difference of what your feelings are, your memory is that it's lapped with. Like whatever is going on that you're holding on to, that was the first time it made a difference for me um, and made that. So I'm so not ashamed. I used to be very ashamed to admit it because everybody would shun you or make a comment or say something about it. And I would get even more like, well, I'm so imperfect. Then I can't, no one can know. Um, but now it's one of those like, therapy's not a go. If you need to talk to someone, if you need an unbiased opinion or you need to just let it out, like I honor you for that. I acknowledge you for that. That's so much better than holding it in and thinking that you're a horrible person or a bad person or whatever it may be, whatever is going on with you, or just to go back to the root growing up with an alcoholic father, there's a lot of negative memories. There's a lot of ups and downs. So not only is there alcohol, there's bipolar, there's other things that he just, he was an amazing man, but he was very sick as well. And so growing up with that, you don't know what's right, what's wrong, what's left, what's up, down. What's true. Hey, he, I mean, oh my God, that, talk about that. That's the, my truth is so misconstrued or was, I think still, still working through a lot of it. Um, but that's the beauty of it is that there was such a beautiful thing with him. And I even had such a core conversation with my mom recently while I was home for Christmas of just going into some of the things that she experienced being his wife and my mother that we didn't get to discuss all the time. Cause it was, it was not looked upon well. It, she goes, she, she's German. Like she goes, I became German. I became stoic. I had to just keep my head on straight for my family. That's all that I could do. And I'm like, 
where's the emotion? Like, who are you? Let it out. Cause my dad was the up and down and up and down and up and down. So she goes, I couldn't be anything but blinders on and look forward. And I'm like, who, nobody wants to live life like that either. So it's, we had, and we, we hid all of it. It was so hidden. That was See, the worst I, part. It was hidden. God, hearing stories like this make me just so sick to my stomach because it reminds me, it brings me back to my childhood, but then also what I became. Mm -hmm. And that, like, I, I would venture to say that there's the one thing I could take back throughout the years of relationships and everything else that I destroyed. It's the after effect that the web of lies and deceit and all of those things that that I created because yeah. I was, I don't even think I, I knew it was true. Right. Absolutely. So I, I didn't, I mean, what was going to come out of my mouth? It's definitely, I don't know. It's like, let's just play, uh, let's play Russian roulette with the truth here. Cause I don't, you know, I didn't know for so long and man, I was just running. Oh God. So mm -hmm. I, I, I appreciate, you know, and hear about bipolar and, you know, bipolar and uh, borderline personality disorder are very similar uh, you mentioned schizophrenia and multiple personalities. Like it's like this mix of all of that. And like I, in hearing that from your perspective, like putting myself, like listening as a child and what that's like, it's mm -hmm. heartbreaking. And mm -hmm. it there's a lot to overcome, but fortunately, and this is what you're doing now that I find inspiring is you're taking that and you're using it for good. You're empowering other people to speak out and to, to, to speak their truth about the situations that they went through um, and, and all getting them to talk about it. Now, there's the thing about talking about what's wrong. Yeah. You don't sit and freaking dwell on it. You right. move forward, you use it for good, but then you shift, you know, you don't, it's hard, it's hard to get, it's, we get, get people motivated. It's hard enough to get people to just talk about and share the truth, but then, but then, then they do it. It's a real common thing at that point is to get stuck in it. But, yeah. You know what I mean? And like that could be a trigger. And that's a weird thing to try to work through. Because I remember when I first started coming on here and doing lives and sharing some of the things that I was talking about, it was hard not to get stuck. Because <laughs> yeah. that was this thing. It would just, it's as hard to keep moving, you right? And, or where you don't want to blow past it, you want to acknowledge those feelings. But man, when you get used to feeling for the first time, it, it, that, that's, a, that's a roller coaster in itself. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I'm proud of you. I'm I'm really proud of what you're doing. I'm in, I'm inspired by it. Thank you. That's so, I love it. What do you need to What do you What do you want to promote? Um, I know the uh, not epic fighting, which is a, one of the coolest events I've ever been to. Another actually, thing, exactly. but the uh, it's it's tell us the event. Tell people how they can get tickets and why they should go. Absolutely. So, epic mastermind experience has become one of the most life-changing, life-altering, exciting, growth-filled, emotional-filled weekend that you could ever imagine. So it's it started with a group of people having their own mastermind, meeting weekly, saying, how do we help? How do we help one another? How can we refer? How can we build? How can we grow as individuals? Realizing we have so much potential and so many things here that we need to share this. Like why hold on to this? And so it turned into Epic Mastermind Experience, 
where it became a three day, um, it started as two days and then we extended it to a three day event of thought leaders from all over the world that are coming in. They fly in on their own dime, they pay for their hotel and they speak for free and they spend usually anywhere between all three days, two days, sometimes just one day they fly in, speak and get out. Um, to really give back to the community of San Diego and surrounding areas. So we have students that we sponsor in anywhere between, um, so we focus really good on high schools and college students in entrepreneur groups that we get sponsored in by local businesses. And then we sell tickets to local entrepreneurs, people working nine to five, doing their side hustle, trying to build that dream over there, which is amazing too. And it really comes together. And so what's created, what's created is this amazing vibration of ultimate growth and it becomes personal, it becomes business. And then you build the relationships where they last so long. So it's not just like, Hey, I went here, I took some notes, I'm leaving. You'll get actionable items that you are learning with that people, you sit in a hot seat and we go around. And the coolest part is, is that at your table, so you've got your locals, your people that you're there with or that you just met that morning that are sitting at your table, but then you could have someone like Dan Fleischman or Billy Jean or Greg Reed or Brian Smith or Frank Shinkowitz sitting at your table with you, giving you advice, like talking to you and saying, I went through a, a similar experience. Here's what I did to move forward. Here's how I grew and they can take the notes and then that person in that hot seat puts it all together. We literally, I literally have right here our hot seat sheets that you're going to fill out like while you do it. We've got the full example of what's your issue, what's going on, how do we help you, how do we serve you. So you have those moments. We're going to be doing these all three days so everyone has an opportunity to get and to work with people that again are running multi-business multi-million dollar businesses multiple businesses so many different things that you're like your mind is just blown from this and it's one of the coolest and no one sells that's the other key part not a single person so all of our speakers they have to come speak on stage but they can't sell any of their product their services nothing so it's not this whole pitch fest. It's not where people are like, okay, well, I get to go to this event, but now everybody's going to try to sell me. And now I just spent $10,000. That's the other <laughs> thing that's really special about it is our, and our speakers love that because they get to go up there and talk about what's their story or what's a passion for them or why they started what they started and how they got to be where they are and how they can help you get there without having to go, and this is how you do digital marketing today. And we're going to follow X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the coolest part is that it truly is an experience for all of it. So we love it. We're, we truly are going to elevate everything this year, which is so exciting. I've got speakers that are nine years old because they're just crushing it that are already writing books that are doing stuff that are changing the world, raising money, giving back all the way up to 76 year olds, um, Sparky Bridges, who is changing a billion lives by 2020. And we are helping her do that. And it just, it's the coolest thing ever. Like the feeling that you get inside is just, oh, 
I love it. I love it. Um, and it just so happens that today, because I had a blip in my brain and I decided to do something really crazy stupid, I said, why don't I give a $1,300 ticket for $97? Ooh. Today only. It ends at midnight. So epicmastermindexperience.com. If you go there right on the homepage, it says book now. It'll take you directly to buy your ticket. If you enter in the code FLASH, F-L-A-S-H, you can get a ticket. Included speaker's dinner. All You'll get all of the filming from the whole weekend, all of the content, all of the speaking. Everything. Really? I know. I literally think I hit my head on, on something yesterday. $97. It I know, I'm crazy. I get it. This is how much I want people to literally go, just find the money, find the money because your phone bill is bigger, your water bill, your electric bill, your every, all of your other bills are bigger. I spent more on a shitty boyfriend in one day, like that didn't got me nowhere. This will change your life. <laughs> like, that's, so, that's random. But it's true. So find the $97. <laughs> change your flipping life with me. And I mean, just the impact that it will have on you, you guys is so amazing. It's, I mean, I couldn't, I don't, I don't know how else other than to like, I'm giving you the water. I can't make you drink, but I'm going to beg you to please drink the water because it's going to be the best decision and investment you've ever made. And I, and I, I want to, before we close out, Oh, I don't like feedback. Uh, okay, good. It's over now. Um, <clears throat> I, I do know that the, the, the people that are going to be speaking at this event, the people that are behind the scenes, including yourself, they're solid, amazing people that they're genuinely, it, they're true to who they say they are. Yep. And um, that's not very common in these events. It's not. I, I hate to burst everyone's bubble, but the people <laughs> that usually right. throw these events behind the scenes are, eh, you know. Yeah, they're one thing on stage and they're a different thing when they're in their day to day. And and we make sure like we vet it's relationships, it's people that we know, it's people that we personally spend time with um, that come. And so we don't put just anyone up there. It's not like, hey, I'll trade you this for this or hey, can we do this for this? Like yeah. it, we we sit about it. We look at their following. Some people have a little bit less. They're newer to their industry to speaking or whatever it is, but we see something in them as well. And that makes a difference. And it's, if they're in alignment with us, then it's huge. Then there's just some amazing things that, that we can do with that. And it's, it's going to continue. And there's, there's more that I will be launching at Epic for 2019 with Epic um, mastermind and what we'll be doing that I'm really excited for to, that I'm putting together. So the value Give the website one more time, and I've got to end the show. I get an right. audition. So it's I know I'm excited for it. You also let me know. How I'm excited too. Um, EpicMastermindExperience.com. Perfect, Nikki. Thank you. You're amazing. I'm rooting for you. I'm so happy for you guys, and um, you know, keep up the good work. I'll put the the link in the comments for people to find. And again. Congratulations on everything that you're doing. I, I really see you going forward. I saw you start to sprint a little bit, mm -hmm. and uh, now and now it's really really exciting to watch you. So congratulations! Yeah, <laughs> uh, Thank you. God Thank bless you. you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. 
Okay. Thank you for having me on here, allowing me to talk about me and everything, but also just sharing Epic Mastermind experience. I'm so excited for you to come down for it. It's it's gonna be, I'll be there. amazing. Absolutely amazing. So thank All you, Josh. Right. Thank you. See you soon. All right, everybody. I'm out of here. I am auditioning for a college football commercial. Which the funny thing is, college football's like almost over. But whatever, I don't care. <laughs> it's, I'm excited about it. So, uh, you guys have an amazing weekend. Thank you for the support. Thank you for your shares. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for supporting Nikki um, and Epic Mastermind. And yeah, get those tickets because I'm telling you, it's an awesome event. And uh, for 97 bucks for three days, getting the VIP dinner, all that stuff for 97 dollars, it's insane. So, you guys check it out. Love you guys. Thank you for the support. See you soon.